0: Hello, and welcome back to the Unlocking Theatre Podcast. In this week's episode, we are joined by Jenny Legg, where we talk all things Northeast, 42nd Street, and 95. But before we get started, here's this week's theatre news. ATG have suspended all 2020 pantomimes until next year. Finn's 30th anniversary tour to be streamed online this weekend find this on, the shows must go on, I'm Talking Heads of the Males of and Maxim Peake are transferring from the Bridge Theatre in London to Sheffield Crucible and Leeds Playhouse in November. Enjoy the episode.
1: My name is Jenny Legg and I am a West End and touring performer. I've just finished in 95 in the West End, and I'm supposed to be doing Cats at the moment, but I can't be in China, so I'm not... <laughs> <laughs>
2: So what have you been up to in lockdown to try and like keep yourself busy and...
1: Um, I mean mainly teaching online as much as I can, which is obviously, it's been, it was wonderful up until now and now that things are going back to normal, it's starting to really drop off. So I've been teaching, I've been enjoying some time off because actually we don't get much of that. Um, But now I'm bored of that. (laughs) And I want to go back to my job, please. But yeah, lots of seeing, well, seeing my fiance, spending time with my fiance. And that's it, really.
2: You just said you'd finished 9 to 5, which I want to talk about because I really, I thought it was a really, really good show. Mm -hmm. So what was it like doing a show that was like written by Dolly Parton, who's just a legend? (laughs) (laughs)
1: she is a legend it was wonderful and to be honest there are always jobs that you audition for or jobs that you do that will you know there'll be reasons that they're not your favorite or there's something about them that might not be you know completely up your street but as soon as we got into rehearsals for nine to five I think a lot of us quickly realized how brilliant the show was and how much fun it was and kind of how current it was, I would say. But to be able to do a show from, well, that's been written mainly by somebody so iconic was a real honor, and I'm not sure whether I'll ever get to do that again. So yeah, it was amazing.
2: What was it like covering two parts? Because you covered Ros and Violet, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. It was sensational. And again, it's one of those opportunities that I never thought, it wasn't that I didn't think I could do it, but I never thought it would happen to me. So you always train and you think, yeah, of course, you know, I'll make it hopefully to a certain part of my certain stage of my career. But to actually have the opportunity to cover parts like that in the West End was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And I will never forget it. So yeah, I feel very lucky.
2: How much notice would you get before you had to go on as one of them? Would they give you enough notice to kind of feel okay about it?
1: Um, Sometimes and sometimes not. So I work with whatever capacity, uh, whatever part of a company I am, so in whatever capacity, whether it's just an ensemble track or covering or dance captain, I pride myself on always being really prepared and the reason for that is because I've seen times in the past where people have not been prepared and have been thrown on at the last minute and they've always done it and they've always got through it and it's been fine but I never wanted to be that person who was in a position where it was going to scare me (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's always scary whether you're prepared or not but I wanted it to scare me less there were times when i knew i'd have a week or two weeks on because whoever was playing the part at the time was off on holiday or wasn't well but there were times when there was one show when i had about an hour's notice maybe four or five minutes yeah so that happened maybe a couple of times but in the same vein apart from one time every other time i was kind of expecting it because somebody wouldn't be well or something like that but this one time yeah for about 45 minutes um <laughs> but I only got noticed for Bonnie because Bonnie is a she is a powerhouse and she never goes off so if she was ever off it was for holiday like it was never for injury or illness she got through that show whatever she needed to do <laughs>
3: <laughs> when I saw nine to five I actually saw you as Violet and I really enjoyed it, it was excellent. So which part did you enjoy covering the most?
1: Oh, Violet, hands down. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that the the, the reason for that is Violet has so many qualities about the character that I can relate to. And I don't mean that I've been married and I would or nothing like that, like, but, She is a strong character who tries to just get on with things and understand that life keeps moving. So you have to keep going. And I kind of live my life that way. It's obviously been quite useful during the Corona pandemic as well. But the thing with with Roz was she has a wonderful number in the show. But apart from that number she comes on and off for seconds at a time and it's actually more daunting having to think right, now I have three scenes before I come on in the middle of that scene. And it's kind of similar to the other scene, but it's not that one. And that was the problem with Roz for me. It was too sporadic. (laughs) Um, I liked Violet because she was kind of real gutsy. She was always there. And not to mention that, you know, you get to do all those wonderful scenes with the other two girls. So, yeah. It was a brilliant part Did you
3: have any favourite lyrics Or lines in any of the parts You played in '95?
1: Oh there definitely will have been I'll have to just think for a, a second um, Did I? I mean all of the lyrics And I just might Even though that's quite a simple song If you When you're singing it particularly If you really think about the words They're actually quite heartbreaking In some ways Because all three of those ladies Are trying to convince themselves That they might just make it but the reason they're saying I I just might is because they're actually not sure that they will in the kind of day and age that that show is set in so as much as they're not necessarily positive favorite words I think they're important all of the words of that song I mean not to mention every single word in Violet's monologue at the end (laughs) oh I used to really enjoy that I used to (laughs) sink my teeth into that one because she's basically for anybody listening that doesn't hasn't seen the show she basically is putting the world to rights and saying you know this is how we've all been treated as women for this long and it can't happen anymore so you know i'm gonna tell you all how it is and i loved that but yeah specific lines i can't think of any off the top of my head but i would say those two parts of the show for sure
3: and lastly with nine to five do you have any standout memories of your time in the cast
1: I mean definitely meeting Dolly Parton to be able to say that I've done that is just <laughs> insane. I mean the security was unbelievable as well ladies like it was they had a security guard on every corner of one floor of the Savoy it was absolutely insane understandably so. But I mean there was that and and really again I know we've just spoken about it but without blowing my own trumpet the opportunity to play a lead role in the West End after 13 years in the business professionally to be able to say that my work's paid off <laughs> it was really a big deal. It really was. And, f- and for my family to be able to watch me do that. So, yeah, I would say those are my standout moments.
0: <laughs> so you trained at Bird, didn't you?
1: Yes. And um, What was your experience like there? So when I went to college it was very different to how it is now. And I can only base that on my opportunities to teach now. So obviously that's the only reason I can see the difference. There were, met, there were a lot less people. So in my year group, to start with, degree and diploma, there were probably about 60 people altogether. And by the time we left, there were probably about 50 or maybe even less, which meant that we got a lot of one-on-one attention. It was very dance-heavy, which it still is, but they've really kind of started to concentrate on the acting and singing as well. But that obviously meant that when I was there the singing and the acting which you know I, I also loved before I even went to college I didn't get a lot of and that was a bit of a shame but I mean, it didn't stop any of us from going out and working but we sh- I just wish we'd had more I will say I still stand and it's not me being biased um, I stand by that it is a really strong college to go to if anyone is thinking about colleges to go and train at They now have a faculty of kind of older teachers who've been there for a little while who are really old school and newer teachers coming in who are kind of offering current (laughs) training, current styles. Um, So you get a bit of everything. But I loved my time there. It was exactly where I needed to be.
0: And like being brought up in the Northeast, do you think it was like quite a dancey thing because like everyone in my town was like a dancer that's just it's kind of like Billy Elliot-esque but <laughs> was that the same for you as well?
1: Uh, no it wasn't the same for me so no, no so I'm from Whitley Bay so yeah. I'm from the other side of the river to you are you South Shields?
0: No I'm Teesside down, down.
1: Oh, are you? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure then I couldn't tell I was yeah. like like she started um, I know
0: Whitley Bay from the ice rink
1: Yes. Okay. So my, obviously there was my dance school and there were a couple of others and there was that hub of dancers, but actually I felt like I was one of the only ones in my school and my school was quite big. So my middle school, for example, was quite big, but it's definitely known for its tap dancing. That's for sure. And I can kind of vouch for that now that I've been teaching people from all over the country that sorry to say it everybody but northeast tap dancers you don't mess with us we're <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty good <laughs> um, no, I'm not speaking myself but it is a thing like tap is very very prominent up there I think even now I don't meet that many northeast dancers in the industry compared to I would say sort of like Surrey, Southampton, the kind of the south, the south of the country, and that might be because there are more people. But I'm working on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll get <them> <laughs> getting an empire. <laughs> yeah. And finally, for me, do you think all your training prepared you for the intensity of the industry?
1: I I do. I think that a few things prepared me for it, um, one of them being how I've been brought up. So my dad, he had not a difficult life, but he went to boarding school when he was very young and he sort of had to get on with things himself. So that... He's kind of instilled that in all of us to kind of get on with stuff and not to ignore if things are going on, but just to get on with stuff and keep going. So there's that. But my training at my dance school definitely prepared me. My dance teacher in Whitley Bay is a an international ballet examiner um she's tough and she's she's about 80 83 maybe 82 83 now and she's still frightening like to me (laughs) um but then yeah my training at bird definitely prepared me there were a lot of things that I thought I was doing and I thought that I knew when I went to college and I was very quickly brought back down to earth and told that that isn't it and you need to really prepare yourself so for sure yeah I would say that It definitely prepared me. I learned a lot when I came out of college, though, as well.
3: Another production I saw you in, but a long time ago, was Singing in the Rain. (laughs) I saw it in the tour in Norwich. I was, I think I was 12 when I saw it, so (laughs) I don't remember it that well, but obviously I can remember bits of it. Um, And obviously that's such a dance-heavy show. Which number did you love doing the
1: most? Broadway Melody, because that was my number. (laughs) That show was um, my favourite show I've ever done. I got to play my dream role. So in Broadway Melody, I don't know if you know or remember, but the, the bit in the middle, the girl with the bob. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's who I got to play. And uh, it's not Sid Chiris from the show, Sid <laughs> from the film. Um, and that was an absolute dream of mine. In life, and yeah, that was my favourite number every night for fourteen months. I loved it, and it was hard, and I think that's why I loved it.
3: And obviously, it being a tour, and then it moved to Japan. Is that right? Did it go over to Japan as well? What was the audience response like? Because obviously, it must have been quite different in different countries and just around England.
1: Yeah, um, that's a really good question, actually, because even obviously culturally from japan to the uk there was a huge difference yeah The difference there really was the Japanese, we were told before we got there that they don't tend to applaud between numbers. So they leave their applause until the end of the show. Now that actually didn't happen in the end. So we prepared ourselves for no applause after each number, but actually we did get applause. So I don't know if with all of the kind of Western shows coming over, whether they'd kind of got used to I, I don't really know they kind of applaud at the end and they don't applaud for a few minutes I mean they're all on their feet for 10 minutes and you come back out we did how many encores not encores um, we came back out to bow I think 10 times on one particular night oh. and, and the thing is you oh. feel stupid but actually they love it like it's not them they're just they're not just being polite like they want to applaud for that long so that was interesting the fan culture out there is fascinating like even if you have you know the tiniest section to do in a show if a fan in Japan likes you they will they will do everything in their power to make you the biggest star in their life that they can and I mean we had one lady whos st- screamed from, we left the door of where the the theatre building was and they have like queues of fans, a little bit like a stage door here but they're much more secure so they have them like with security, it's weird they don't need to but they do and there was a woman who shouted Jenny! (laughs) From like yards and yards and yards away. And it was, again, it was, I felt a bit silly because to me, of course I loved that show and the part that I had in it was, it was featured, but it wasn't a principal role. And of course all of my cast members are going, God, what is this girl talking about? But that's pretty insane. But the difference between different cities or towns in the UK differs. You'll get um, in sort of further south, people are more polite. And, you know, they'll applaud, not always, but they'll applaud sort of where they're supposed to. They won't shout out. They won't come in drunk to the theatre. You'll probably get... (laughs) I'm not... (laughs) Um, It's true, Um, it depends on the show you're doing of course, like you're not going to get hecklers in Singing in the Rain, but people seem more interested in like jukebox musicals and musicals with celebrities in the further north that you go. In the south it's not so bad, but the further north you go that tends to happen. But generally for that show we were, we got a a great response everywhere that we went. That was a very long-winded way around your question. (laughs) That's all right.
3: (laughs) Did you have a favourite city that you visited on tour?
1: In the UK, I love Bristol. Um. Oi oi! <laughs> 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 I love it. I love. It. <laughs> so much. I love Manchester and I think I mean there are so, honestly I could give you reasons why I love all of them. UK touring is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, Manchester and Bristol, but I think that's because I'm really into my music and I'm really into kind of I mean not the festival scene as in there are festivals necessarily there, but that's kind of my thing. So on tour when not everybody in your company might be into the same things, I found that in Manchester and Bristol, I could find those hubs of things yeah. that I'm kind of into. But yeah, I love Glasgow as well. Oh, I, I, could, I could reel off so many, but <laughs> I'd say Bristol and Manchester.
3: One final thing about Singing in the Rain. Obviously, one of the most iconic moments is the rain coming down on stage. What was it like the first time you saw that effect?
1: I'm pretty certain... That most of us cried. Now, (laughs) one of my friends hated it, hated dancing in the rain from the minute that we teched it until the end of the 14 months on tour. She hated it, which is weird because she's also a Geordie, so she should be used to the rain. She hated it, but the majority of us were so overwhelmed by it because I don't mean that we bawled our eyes out, but it was just one of those moments of, wow, this is quite something. Because if you know, you saw the show, if anyone else has seen the show, it doesn't just drizzle. I mean, it rains. No, yeah. It's like, you know, it's full on. But yeah, I think that's something that I'll never forget. There are other things in my career and different shows that I'll never forget. And that is one of them. And I hope, I'm actually really praying that at some point in my life, I get to do it again. I did ask, but I wasn't free for Sadler's Wells. And also they'd already cast the show. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that, it was amazing.
3: So
4: your role in 42nd Street. I was just wondering, how did you sort of prepare for such a physically demanding show? Obviously, you're like on stage constantly and you've got like a lot of different dance routines to learn from like ballet and tap all together. How did you sort of prep for that?
1: So before 42nd Street, I was doing Elf mm-hmm. and it was a short contract and I was a swing. I barely went on. So what I should have done once I knew I'd got the job is I should have prepared myself by doing lots of working out but I thought oh it's okay I'm a tap dancer it'll be fine we had two weeks to learn the show and a week of tech after that uh, because it was the second cast so they needed to get us in quickly and I have never been so exhausted by honestly by a rehearsal process and by a set of numbers in a show than I was by that it was a completely different ball game to anything I'd ever done before And there are a lot of reasons for that. It was on a rake, on a really severe rake. We had a revolve. The set was huge. You had to obviously get to know lots of people and also avoid lots of people. All the props were massive. So to be completely honest, the only way that we could prepare ourselves mentally was to accept that that was the case rather than trying to worry about it. And also to get our head down and just go, right, we need to learn this. As quickly as possible, and I had to go home and practice every night and just build up that stamina. But I I have to say, I probably didn't really build up my show stamina for about six or seven weeks of doing it over and over again and finding where you can take those breaks. But we used to wake up every day and not be able to straighten our legs for about 15, 20 minutes because your calves and your ankles just do that at night when you're asleep. So, yeah, pretty tough. Probably like after that role, you kind of
4: any role now, you're a bit like, Yeah, it's fine. And you almost feel like you can just walk in and be like, I faced that. So
1: anything now will be just easy. well. You say this, you say this, but I am really daunted by doing cats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully, it's going to happen at the end of the year. We're waiting on news actually in the next couple of days. But like, I'm um, as daunted by that, if not a bit more daunted by cats. But yeah, it's definitely helpful yeah
4: (laughs) and all of the costumes in the show as well were just so like beautiful and just amazing did you have a favorite
1: one to wear in particular let me think actually do you know some of them were so glitzy and beautiful but I actually probably would say that one of my favorites was the one that we opened the show in because it was so classy it was just it was known as rehearsal wear that's what they would call it, but I had these lovely like blue purple shorts and a white blouse and um, blue and white tap shoes, and I just loved it and like i it was so I felt so kind of old fashioned in it. it was beautiful with my wig, but yeah, I mean those costumes guys were so well looked after, they were stunning, even when you looked at them and put them on, like they were absolutely beautiful, yeah, all of them were stunning. It's a difficult question that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did they take a lot of maintenance like to keep them looking as lovely as they did?
1: Yeah, they did. Our wardrobe team, which at the time was run by Claire Hartley, was exceptional. Like, they did not stop. And they had some people who would stay in the wardrobe department and they would just be beading and putting sequins back on all day, and then all of the next day, they were sensational, that wardrobe team. Um, I mean, the rainbow dresses, so when everyone came out in different dresses, um, those were so heavy, and often, every day, somebody would put heel through some threading, the inside of the dress, because obviously it looked like a spider web on the inside, give or take. It had lining, but it was very easy to put your heel through it, so they were constantly fixing those. They were unbelievable, that team. Really, so good.
4: I was going to say the rainbow dress is probably my favourite out of the whole show just because it's just so visually just amazing and the sets that we used as well. And just to watch it all like visually is like crazy. Um, yeah. Did you have a favourite kind of moment or dance routine from the show in particular?
1: The stairs at the end of the show. So that moment is like the moment in Singing in the Rain. So when every day when we walked up so the basically the way they were set was if these are the stairs on stage sorry if they're coming down forward we had steps at the back that we came up and then we came down forward over those stairs and the ones at the back were quite steep so it already gave you a bit of a adrenaline rush in case you tripped up them (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you had people behind that set flying around because all of us had a quick change into that section so it was nuts backstage and you had people crossing over it was choreographed and then we were in the middle and it was mad and then we came up over those stairs and you could sense the gasp from the audience if you couldn't hear it I mean when the audience when the auditorium sorry was full you could hear it. It was unbelievable. And every night I got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps talking about it now. Like it's just, I can't explain it. And the the applause at the end of that number is something that you just don't experience in numbers, you know, your average number in a show. It's unreal, yeah.
4: watch it is just kind of out of this world, fl- and how in sync everyone is and just how like together the whole performance is is kind of amazing to see. I think to finish, we've got some quick fire questions. <laughs> what was the first thing you saw on stage that had a big impact upon you?
1: Probably the first show I ever saw, which was Annie when I was a kid. Yeah, just made me go, I'd like to do this.
4: And what's one item in your dressing room that you can't live without?
1: Um, ha- lavender hand spray. <laughs> <laughs> go
4: back in time and see a single production. What would it be?
1: um oh god half a sixpence because I heard how amazing it was I've never seen it
4: and what is one soundtrack that you listen to on
1: repeat come from away yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) all all of them are like nobody mention that come from away because Georgia will lose it
1: (laughs) oh I I love it it's my best thing ever yeah it is it's it's sensational yeah
4: and a last one from me do you prefer touring or west end
1: oh that's horrible question <laughs> um oh, I, I prefer touring but but there are reasons that i prefer the west end too but i'm gonna go with touring. yeah good choice
0: do you prefer cats or dogs dogs night in or night out night in the north or the south the north yes <laughs> yes What's a dream role that you've got?
1: Um, Beverly from Come From Away. i
2: <laughs> is going to be out.
0: <laughs> dream theatre to work in.
1: Ooh. Um, sorry, this is a very quick fire. Dream theatre. Oh, maybe the Palladium. Yeah. yeah I've done it. Yeah.
0: And then, what's the first show you're going to see after <laughs> it all opens again?
1: probably mary poppins because i've got a lot of friends i've seen it before but i want to go back again and see my friends in it yeah